This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Deb Fitzgerald, editor for The Pulse. How's it going, Deb? It's going great, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank Uh, you. You've been doing a number of interviews on the podcast, but this is the first time in a long time that you and I have sat down to talk with each other. It has been a while, probably like two months. Right. I want to say. We have a, a... an incredibly riveting discussion for, for this week. <laughs> on, on the surface, it's going to sound like, oh no, what are, what are we getting into? But uh, <laughs> as we actually go through it, I think we have a really cool opportunity to work through kind of a civics lesson. Here. Yes. I'm going to play the role of a person who has no idea what we're talking about. Which, or, or, um, or probably a person who has had a normal American education. Right. And that'll be really easy for me to do because Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know a lot about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of what I've learned about local government has come about because of my conversations with Miles on the podcast. Mm. He's a local government nerd and he has basically given me the education that I didn't get in high school because Mm. uh, most of my high school education on government was at the the very top level, the federal government. Mm. And we we did not talk about state government or local government at all. Mm -hmm. And so we have an opportunity now to dig into that a little bit with uh, a story that you put together on maps and (laughs) it's exhausting just even saying the word isn't it maps yes but i I promise that this is going to be enlightening because while on the surface you know people like me who don't really know what this is like okay moving on but when you dig into it this is actually a very important thing that has happened uh it happens once every 10 years and we'll get into this but this is the the drawing of the new county districts and so this is going to have implications for everything moving forward. And we'll, we'll, we'll try to break all of this down the best we can. Uh, you are going to be my teacher mm-hmm. today, and I'm going to ask you uh, as many questions as I can come up with until I fully understand okay. what Hit has me happened. Up. Yes. Why don't we start uh, kind of at the, the beginning or the, or the biggest level for this and go down? We'll start at the place that most people are uh, familiar with, and then we'll get more and more granular until we get to what this is. Okay. So the country is divided into states and yes. each state has uh, Congress people, people who go to the House of Representatives. And within those states, there are lines that are drawn out based on population, mm-hmm. right? I, I should probably have you explain this. Why don't we talk about the state of Wisconsin? Yes. So every 10 years we do the census, we get the new population counts. And because some people may live more in certain areas than they did 10 years ago, they need to make sure that we've got equal representation for each of our congressional, legislative, and county board supervisor seats. So they redraw the maps to accommodate a certain amount of population within each one of those districts. So we have 99 assembly seats, we have 33 Senate districts, and we have eight congressional districts. So they'll be drawing maps to outline each one of those districts. And then for the county, which is what we're focusing on in the Peninsula Pulse that's out today, 
the supervisors, the county board supervisors, just approved their preliminary maps for all of Door County. So that is the smallest level, if you will, for the district mapping. Then within those maps, you have the village of Sister Bay or the village of Ephraim or the town of Brussels, and they divide their population up into wards depending upon the supervisor districts. So those 21 county board supervisor districts in Door County then determine, you know, where the wards are basically within each of our municipalities. Right. So what do these maps actually do in terms of electing officials? Yes. So if you were what the county board just did, for instance, during the last census, there were 1,320 people per district. So we have 21 supervisor districts. We could go up to 31, but the county board decided to remain at 21. If you have a population of 25,000 or more, you can go up to 31. But they decided to remain at 21, and the population after the census in Door County grew by 8.2%, so we are now at 30,666 people. So as they look at the census blocks that the U.S. Census gives to counties and gives to states, if you click on those census blocks, it shows you what the new population numbers are within those census blocks. So what they need to do is make sure that they have an equal number of people within each of the 21 supervisor districts. So before it used to be 1,320, and this time around it's 1,432. So it can deviate by 2% or 29 people in each one of those districts, but each one does need to have that equal representation. So when they set about recreating these districts, that is one of the primary guidelines is that equal representation. The next other primary guidelines for the Door County Board of Supervisors was to create compact districts and to create contiguous districts. So that means that you're not pulling population, you know, from Gills Rock all the way down to Sister Bay along the coastline, you know, so, uh, and creating a district like that. So they tried to create them compact and contiguous. So the population, as well as those guidelines of compact districts, did change things quite a bit for Door County. And why, why are those two, the, the compact and contiguous, why, why is that important? Well, to have the districts compact is, is easier for voters. And so this is supposed to be all about the voters as opposed to the elected officials. So having the voters within, you know, contiguous blocks is easier for the voters. And it's also a, more of a, a demographic representation of an area. So if you're pulling from outside of a compact area, then you could be targeting a certain census block of people that are a different, you know, demographic perhaps. And that different demographic may be more conducive to one party versus another, which is when you come up with the concept of gerrymandering. And that's a, you know, a, 
a big word used a lot right now. The Wisconsin legislative and congressional districts are considered to be gerrymandered by many. And that is something that some people are trying to change within the state of Wisconsin. So the Republican-controlled legislature, which they say that the maps favor Republicans, they are in favor of keeping the maps, you know, pretty much the way they are, as long as they can meet all of those guidelines of equal representation. But there has been a movement for a number of years now to try and make it a fairer process because Wisconsin allows the legislature to actually create the maps, which means that anybody, any party that is in control can actually create maps that are to the benefit of that party. But that's something outside of the scope of what we have in today's Pulse. Right. Uh, the, the gerrymandering, I think, is something that people are familiar with. And trying to create these districts as fair as possible does have something to do with that. But I, I, I don't think that you would say that, like, Door County is gerrymandered. No. And when I was talking to uh, Representative Joel Kitchens yesterday about some of the legislative map drawing process uh, that's going on right now, Like he said, for his district, it's really hard to gerrymander a peninsula. So, you know, he probably has the least stake in that argument. However, it's kind of interesting because gerrymandering has such awareness and people have really lost a lot of faith in the map making process in Wisconsin that it kind of trickled into the county board's discussion about maps. So, you know, last Tuesday when they met to go over the recommendation from the ad hoc committee about what the new district should be. Chairman Dave Lino wanted to uh, keep the village of Sister Bay together. The village of Sister Bay had been together before, but with the new district maps, it's now separated into two wards. One of the principles is to keep municipalities together as much as you can. Um, So he wanted to keep Sister Bay together. And the conversation on the county board floor pretty much uh, debated that, whether or not they should be doing that. And gerrymandering did come up. This looks like gerrymandering, said one of the supervisors. So uh, Chairman Lino then withdrew his amendment to do that because he didn't want it to look anything like that. He was just trying to keep the village of Sister Bay together, which is one of the principles. However, the compactness of that district the way that it's designed right now would have thrown off others, and that's why they split it. Right. So the whole point of redrawing these maps is to try to keep things as fair as possible when it comes to the voters. Right. Yes. Trying to make representation as equal as possible across the board based on population. Yes. And what what do these maps actually do in, in terms of putting people on the county board and that kind of thing? Right. Uh, why are they important, and what are the people who are elected in these different districts, what do they actually do? Right, so wherever you live in Dora County, you're represented by a county board supervisor. So once they draw these district lines, then wherever you live, you're gonna be within one of those districts. So when you go to the polls, in our next April, for instance, every one of the 21 county board supervisors are up for reelection. So when you go to the polls, those maps determine which district you're voting for. So you might have two supervisors who are voting, I mean, who are running for that one seat. So where you live determines what district you're in, and this map-making process that they're doing right now 
determines what those districts are. So it tells you who you're going to be voting for on the county board. Right. And what do those officials do on the county board? Well, the county board uh, governs uh, the the county of Door government. Let's get a little more specific <laughs> than that. I, I understand that they govern. Uh, but in terms of, you know, when you go to the ballot, if you're looking at some of the like the top level names and skimming through the bottom, like county board representative, I don't know that I've ever had a huge stake in who my county board representative is. Why should I? Mm-hmm. So where do you live? You live in Sevastopol now. Yeah. So you live in a town and, you know, the county has a lot more to do with towns than it does with villages and cities. But still, you know, the Dora County Sheriff's Office, all of our health and human services, our public health office, all of these agencies are part of county government. So if you use any of those services, then you are actually using government services. So when you live in the town of Sevastopol, for instance, the county government is going to have more control over zoning, for instance, and what can go where, you know, within the town of Sevastopol. So your supervisor, you know, it may be more important for you to know where your supervisor stands on some of those things. If you live in the city of Sturgeon Bay or in the village of Ephraim, then, you know, maybe it'll be a little less relevant, but still shoreline issues are always uh, governed by the state and therefore by the county. The county is kind of a pass-through agency for the state. And so it actually performs a lot of the state government programs and gets funding for those programs. Your, you know, soil and water conservation district is part of county government. The invasive species team is part of that, you know. So there are lots of different, lots of different fingers of county government that in services that you would use. Well, and you mentioned public health too, which is... I think something that has been highlighted for everybody over yes. the last, you know, almost two years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that I ever really paid much attention to public health before 2020. And you now, and everyone else, yeah, right? And now we we all know the names of the folks on, you know, who are talking to us from public health, which is a wild thing to think about. Right, exactly. So with these maps, what has happened now, they have changed significantly in some areas, like down in Brussels and Union, they haven't really changed much at the bottom are districts one, two, and three. But then you get by Gardner and Nassawapi, and those districts four and five have changed significantly. They used to be long and linear districts, and now they are more compact and contiguous. And so they've changed significantly. And what that means is the lines have moved, and now two supervisors are in one district, and in order to hold onto their seats, they would have to actually run against each other. And meanwhile, another district is empty because two of those supervisors are now in one district. So that happened up north as well. Right, and that's important because supervisors have to live in the district that they're elected in. Correct, yes. And so all of a sudden they don't live in that. Yes. Okay. That's, right. that's actually interesting. And I, I noticed that you mentioned that because these maps are designed to reflect the, the voters representation, mm-hmm. it actually doesn't matter. Like you don't want to curtail to, well, let's, you know, draw the map a little bit differently so that the, the current 
person on the board can still live in their district. Exactly. And a couple of that conversation actually came up on the county board floor that um, somebody was concerned that maybe they drew the lines a little bit to allow for some supervisors to remain within the district that they're currently within. And they said that absolutely didn't happen. The committee met live once only, and that's when they made their decision on these maps. So a couple of the supervisors were not real happy about the new districts uh, that they now represent. The numbers have changed. One supervisor was concerned that his voters wouldn't know who to vote for because the number has changed. And somebody said, well, they're voting for the person and not the number. So they weren't real happy. Um, But this is about, you know, the voters and not about the elected officials. So if you if you lived in a certain district and then uh, the map changes so that you don't live in that district anymore, you can't, you know, go up for reelection in that district. You have to go to the next district. Right. Say that again. If you lived in a, di- a certain district. Yes. Right. And then the maps change so that you don't live in that district anymore. Right. You don't get to. You, you have to move back into that district if you want <laughs> right. to run for, okay. Exactly. So you, you had mentioned that, you know, there was concern that the maps might be drawn in order to keep certain people mm-hmm. in their districts, but couldn't the opposite also be true where a map could be drawn to say strategically out somebody from a certain district? Would sure. that matter? Um, sure. It could be done. But again, the committee met live and drew the lines and that's how it happened. I'm, I'm so. only asking because that now it's starting to sound like a, a high stakes game of chess, <laughs> right? Like how do we maneuver and good. These, or it could sound like that. I'm, right. I'm trying to get excited about these maps. <laughs> when you said that you wanted to talk about maps, I was like, I thought we already had maps. Did they change all the roads? Why do we have to redraw things? <laughs> But this is good. I feel like we're, we're making progress. I'm learning a lot. When uh, you go into the voting booth next time, you're going to be thinking about this, yeah. Andrew. I know you are. I'll actually look at the whole ballot and absolutely try and to know, know who everybody is. Yes, and know that you are there only because of these new maps. Right. I'm and, excited to figure out where I even vote now because I used to live in Egg Harbor, but I would vote near Carlsville because of how weird I'm, Egg Harbor is. I'm pretty sure you just have to walk across the street now. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it at the school? No, it is at the town hall. So that's where I vote as well. So I'll see you and I can help you there. I don't know if that's ethical <laughs> to help me vote. but I don't think we'd be able to. Yeah, you're right. Um, anything else about this that we haven't covered that we, that we need to cover? Well, um, I think that um, just for those who actually do get excited about maps and what district that they might be in right now... Um, the two of the biggest changes, like the city of Sturgeon Bay had one district that now spills into Southern Door, and that wasn't the case before. And then the village of Ephraim is now split, and also the village of Sister Bay is now split. So Sister Bay will have two different supervisors, no matter, uh, depending upon where you live, and the same will go for the village of Ephraim. That has happened for Southern Door districts and obviously for the city of Sturgeon Bay, but in, in ta- infratowns in Northern Door as well, it's more uh, common, but it was not the case for the village of Ephraim or Sister Bay, and so now they have to create two separate wards for those two villages. So 
Whereas uh, right now, Dave Lino actually represents the whole village of Sister Bay. It will now be two different supervisors. So that was, uh, those were some of the bigger changes. So now what happens is these maps went to each of the municipalities, to the cities, the villages, the towns, and they are drawing their wards and then they'll send them back to the county. The county will vote on them again. And when we next go to the polls next April, it will be based upon these maps because the state process is also happening in conjunction with this. Well, there we go. There we go. We, we were able to break it down. I think at this point in the program, we have to do a musical number. We do. Uh, a la Schoolhouse Rock <laughs> so that you can sing and explain all of these maps a little bit more. That probably would be a better way to go about it. Yeah. yeah, if we could distill our twenty-minute conversation down into a one-minute song. Yeah, there you go. About why this is, or important. you could see the maps because they're very, they're very colorful. If you pick up yes. your pulse, today's pulse, you'll see these districts within the pages of the newspaper. Well, and great job showing the before and after as well. I think that that's the big thing because you can actually yeah. see physically how the maps have changed. Yes. Now, from a non-political perspective do you think the maps look nicer i think the colors that they used in 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 this year's maps are a little duller than than (laughs) 2012 maps um but other than that i think that uh they you know they don't look on the surface of things all that different with the exception of gardner and nasawapi but yeah they 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 both look nice all right. And that is the most important visually <laughs> yes. how they look. So if you wanted to cut these out, I mean, you could, Andrew, actually cut these out and, you know, keep it somewhere on your kitchen bulletin board. Yeah, so in preparation it, for April. Put it on my fridge. Yes. Or I could keep it up in my sun visor in my car. There you go. And I'll always know. At it. You know, if somebody, you know. At the, at the red lights, like, hey, do you know what district we're in? I can be like, oh, yeah, hang on. I got it. <laughs> and you can mark the districts as you, dra- you know, travel around the county. Mm-hmm. I'm now in District 4. I'm now in District 11. Right. District 11 is a name of a sci-fi movie. <laughs> well, Deb, if there's nothing else on maps or anything else, then uh, no, I think No, nothing else on maps. But thanks for putting up with this, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Well, and thank you. Like I said, uh, in... My high school education, my civics classes, we spent a lot of time on the the federal level, and we mm-hmm. did not drill down any further than that. So, being hopefully, able that's going to gonna change. Yeah, and and I think it's important, especially as you live in a community, to know who's representing your community and to mm-hmm. know how you know what your community actually looks like in terms of population and and that kind of stuff. Which is really interesting because as we know, when we look at stories that readers are reading most, it's mostly the very, very local stories that people read the most. So a development that's happening within your village. And those are the things that your local representatives are responsible for. So it's kind of interesting that we would know more about congressional decisions when most of us just track what's happening in our own backyards. Right. Well, I think that that's going to do it for us today. I'm going to title this episode, Deb Fitzgerald Makes Politics Fun. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, 
purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.